Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Sabanu, Opa Adam. Man, are you, are you expecting me to guess that one? Yeah, that's a hard one, I know. And I'm probably butchering the co- uh, the pronunciation. Can I hear it one more time? Uh, all right, I'm going to butcher it. I'm so sorry to everyone from this country. Um, Sabanu, I could be saying it completely wrong. It sounds something like Southeast Asian. Like, it. it's almost like... It's a country squashed between China and Russia. Okay, so it's not what I was thinking. <laughs> no, it's Northeast Asia. It's, it's not like... Indo- yeah, because it, it almost sounds like indonesian a little bit or a soft uh, softness of the philippines but um no so mongolian between, yeah between china and russia, russia. is going to be mongolia, mongolia. Yeah. it's so beautiful isn't it Sabanu. Sabanu. i could be saying it wrong though anyway. you might be saying it completely wrong I, don't worry it's lost on me i know and i thought of it because like the who band you know that oh, episode we did about the mongolian heavy metal band yeah the, yeah the throat throttling yeah 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 so they are on tour they've been to austria switzerland france and now they're heading over to the us of a now during COVID, yeah yeah, wow. That's hardcore. I know. I suppose if they did get any sort of like throat infection or cough or anything, it would only just add to the performance, right? <laughs> In fact, it might be better for them. Maybe this is how they're defeating COVID because they're throat throttling. <laughs> nothing, nothing can settle on any of you <laughs> if you're making those sort of noises. Exactly. The reverberations would just would knock off all the spirits and all the viruses. <laughs> yeah, get rid of all that negativity. Yeah. And we also are doing some web series planning. So we've been, it hasn't been on social media quite a bit, but we have been planning our first episode, our pilot, as well as a series of them with some pretty cool people. Busy times here at Bagrat. That's right. Busy, busy times with some really awesome Asian Australians and an executive producer who's very well known in the industry. Oh, that sounds like an announcement to come. Yeah, it's to come. So watch the space, everyone. Awesome. <laughs> so in um, Unexpected Asia highlights for tonight, now we're into a show. Yes. <laughs> now we're turning into a show. That's right. We've got foreigners taking over Japan's all-time tradition, sumo wrestling and for all you crazy cat fans out there yeah. that's you adam yeah that's me <laughs> that's you yeah that you've got cat ear noodles i do so but more um, of that later hey yeah i'll cover that in a minute yep. but like we, well just to cover that cat reference yes i bought a kitten a couple of weeks ago yeah so that's where that's come from just it. behind the yeah <laughs> what's happening in uh ponder ponders this week Ponder Ponders, we're talking about um, cases of mistaken identity. Do, 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 I don't know do, if that's do, happened do, do, to happen to you, but it happens to me all the time. It happens to me all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're sort of addressing racism, but we're also addressing genuine mistaken identity as well. Yeah, it could work both ways, could, right? Yeah, exactly. So we'll explain ourselves later. And then to end, we got Secret Asians, Asian-ish. I've got yep. somebody you've all heard of. Uh-huh. I hope everyone's heard of. Uh-huh. Um, and she's sort of been known as the first Asian lead female in a TV series. Okay. Yeah, so now you know it's a she, it's a female. It's a she. It's a okay. she. And yeah. she's making waves. So if you haven't heard of her, seriously, where have you been? Seriously, under a rock? I don't know. <laughs> right, I hope I get this one right. There's I a bit of pressure here. <laughs> Massive pressure. <laughs> so more of that later. First up on Unexpected Asia. Yes, let's hear it. Excellent. So back to Mongolia. So I was doing some research on sumo wrestling and the mm-hmm. information that came up was that apparently 
the traditional sport that's really well known in Japan. I don't know if you've watched um, Austin Powers, uh, Austin Powers, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, with Fat Bastard, yeah, yeah, where he yeah. goes into super yeah. wrestling. Yep. Apparently, the majority of the sport is dominated by Mongolians. Really? And Hawaiians. So, not a lot of Japanese... Who would Japanese... have thought the Japanese would have let that happen? Exactly. Foreigners literally taking over the sumo wrestling ring. I can see the diet. Like, obviously, there's a lot of Japanese Hawaiians and the mm. diet's a bit more anglicized and Americanized that maybe I could see that working, but I'm not sure about... Yeah. yeah. It's random. It's really random. So, so what they've done is apparently because as um, 70s and 80s Japanese economy improved and people were, you know, moving on to yeah, middle yeah. class income yeah. and earning a lot more. So a lot eating less more. Pe- eating more. And a lot less people are um, taking less of an interest in going down that pathway because it's a very disciplined sport apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. very harsh as well. And so a lot of the Mongolians have come over instead because they come from a country of, you know, herding horses and wrestling. Mm. They have their mm. own wrestling. Yeah. And this is... A amazing what I found out about them. Apparently, with, uh, with Mongolian kids, when they're at the age of two, that's when they start riding horses bareback. Really? Yes. All this, all this valuable juice coming out of Mongolia. Like, how is it not a better known country? I know. I mean, Genghis Khan, okay, he did conquer the world for a while. A l- yeah. little bit of the world. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Just right. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and then uh, by the age of five, they are known to uh, be recruited into wrestling. So these kids have to just start wrestling at the age of five. Wow, it's good. I know, we kind of did. Practice. My brothers and I did that, but it probably doesn't qualify as the same sort of thing. Same level. We're pulling our undies up our bum at the time. Oh, that's 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 close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> yeah, but um, and so they they it's just a natural progression to go over to Japan to wrestle because apparently um, uh, wrestlers, sumo wrestlers, are have yeah. 20 percent fat. 20% so the rest is fat. actually muscle and bone. Yeah. So you'd have to be a big build anyway. Mm. Not, I'm not fat. I'm just big bone. Big bone. They, they're yeah. not fat. They, yeah. It looks like it's fat, but they're actually really strong and muscular. Yeah, twenty percent body fat is pretty low. I know. I probably have more than that. I'm, I'm probably yeah, on like thirty something percent. More, I'm definitely more than that. I know. It's quite unusual because you always portray Japanese people as very petite, especially the women. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the men, you know, the J-pop and J-dramas, yeah. they're all quite petite. So. Yeah, I think of yeah. like the traditional like Japanese salary man, mm. like you know, in his skinny. Skinny jeans and, <laughs> or skinny suit. And trendy hair. Yeah, trendy hair, yeah. <laughs> I know. And, um, yeah, so the first wave of foreigners who came over to, uh, to take part in sumo was back in the 80s, the Hawaiian Americans. Yeah. And then um, ever since then, uh, they've just been entering a lot of internationals in, onto the scene. I wonder if it's an international sport. Do you think they have competitions outside of Japan? Oh, yeah, they do. I think there's ones from Bulgaria and there are wrestlers from oh, wow. all over Europe. Wow. There's probably one from Australia that we haven't heard of yet. Yeah, it's quite stooped in tradition, like all of mm. the bowing and the ceremony and stuff that purification. happens before the, yeah, and the purification before the mm. actual um, bout. Yeah, they throw salt uh, to, to yeah. purify. And um, look, I was a little disappointed when I read this. So they said the reason why women are not allowed in wrestling is because they're not pure, because they bleed due to menstrual cycle. Oh, man. That is harsh. <laughs> That's killer. <laughs> anyway, I'll move on from that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so I've got some news, um, some food news about a pasta craze that's taking over China at the moment. Meow, meow. 
Yeah, I'm not going to say this properly. It's Mao Udu. Mao Udu. <laughs> Mao Udu. I just can't get <laughs> the accent. Literally cat ear. I, tr- I listened to the video like three times and I just can't <laughs> get that accent. But yeah, basically translates to cat ear. Yes. And it's um, these little cat ear noodles and they kind of look like Italian gnocchi. Like they're kind of that pudgy oh. sort of similar soft doughy type of texture. But not made from potatoes as well, right? Not made from potatoes though, but they come from the Shangji province, which mm-hmm. is just outside of Beijing. Mm-hmm. And they were first made they tracked it back to around the 18th century and they were discovered by the um, the Qianlong Emperor mm-hmm. during the Qing Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been this comfort food ever since, but they're really making a comeback at the moment um, throughout throughout China. And basically they're served, so you cook, you cook the dumplings in this kind of brothy, um, soupy sort of thing, which is made from, made from bone and it sort of looks like a red... Marrow, red, is it? Marrowy yeah. sort of um, thing. And then you serve it with toppings like cabbage and potatoes or seaweed or quail eggs or whatever you happen to have in your kitchen that you think... Cats like go. to eat quail. <laughs> Cats like to eat a lot of things. Mm. I taught my kitten how to eat yogurt the other day and he really likes yogurt. I don't know why. Like I had the empty... Like milk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I had... Well, kittens don't have milk, I don't think. You're not oh. supposed to feed... Pasteurized milk. Yeah. yeah. But um, I had this little bit of yogurt left in the container and I put it down next to his thing and he, he went hell for leather. He had it all Aww, over his ears and everything. Cute. Loved it. Oh, photos, many photos. Yeah. You have to bring him in. Oh, uh, I will bring him in. As soon as the vet gives him the all clear, he's going to his first vet appointment tomorrow. Oh, I so hope he gets all clear. Microchipped and vaccinated and just all the check kitten check stuff. No, the no snip. Snipping? They don't do. They don't do the snip until okay. apparently until they're six months old. Okay. Because they're still as they're still developing, they've got hormones and stuff yeah. that are going on. So they want him to grow up a little bit more before we give him the snip. Stunt him. <laughs> Stunt. <laughs> Quite literally. Make it like a pygmy kitten. I wonder if that would happen. Like if you if you got a kitten, a male kitten desex like early, whether oh, it like stunts that's, its growth. That's cruel. That's really cruel. Turns him into like a. Oh. He's not quite a eunuch, but like. <laughs> Could be a eunuch. Could be a eunuch. Adam, don't do it to your cat. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got a short That'd one. Be a funny experiment. <laughs> All right. I got a short one to end it off for uh, Unexpected Asia. Yep. So, uh, American tourist uh, was arrested, hear this, in Cambodia for leaving a banknote, a $10 US dollar banknote, after he had sort of spat on it. So he licked his finger deliberately, touched the note, like, you know, quite quite deliberately as well and just yeah. left it there for somebody else to take. And so this is during a time where, you know, US is in the middle of the worst coronavirus. What? Yeah, I know. And this guy, so he got he got caught on camera. The bank uh, has security cameras, obviously, and then yeah. they reported to the police. So he was arrested. I wonder if he was doing it for like a funniest home videos thing or something, like just to see what people's reaction would be. Be? Maybe he was because or truth or dare or something like that. Yeah. Like something a school kid would do. No, I think he was trying to pass on a message because like he defaced the ten dollar note with George Ooh. Washington on it and wrote, "I am alive via Jesus Christ." Oh, I think he's trying to send a religious. This, uh, yeah, yeah, sounds like there. a little bit of dementia or something not quite right. Something there. not right. Anyway, he's uh, sixty-four years old. He was arrested, but luckily he was tested negative. But still, you know, yep. what the fuck? <laughs> he was American, but he was in Cambodia. Yes. Weird. I know. Oh, oh well, let's... Where do you find these stories? I, I really don't know. Sometimes I just find the weirdest stuff on the internet. <laughs> it's the inter- I blame the internet for you having mu- these you must weird get things. S- you must get served some pretty weird ads, <laughs> like given that your web searches include like... Asia. Yeah, old, Cambodia. old American man spitting on banknote in Cambodia. <laughs> and coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
So talking about um, being, you know, spat at. Just yeah. Like, actually, no, it's not really being spat at. Just being in different countries sometimes. Do you yeah. get mistaken? Have been. Yeah. Occasionally. Um, it was funny, like, I remember um, meeting a group of friends in Korea who were sort of friends of a friend. Yeah. And um, we had a, it was like for a, it was an engagement party. And we had this um, karaoke thing afterwards and I got up and I sang Gangnam Style and did all the movements <laughs> and everything. And then for, from then on, like, I was known as Robert Telly because apparently there's like some famous foreigner in Korea called Robert Telly who was like, I think he was a coach. Okay. He, I think he was actually German, but he spoke Korean. Okay. And um, he looked a little bit like me and then apparently that just became my assumed identity for the rest of the evening. <laughs> I mean, you just look like any other white guy, right? Yeah, but I, 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 you, know, you know how, like, you know how this is that stereotype, like, oh, all you Asians look the same. Yeah. So, like, all you white guys look the same. You know, and you can speak a little bit of Korean. You must be that football coach. Yo, you look similar enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, in mistaken identity, um, I don't know. I, I've been mistaken a few times as, you know, other people. So, I'm just like, mm. okay, maybe it's genuine. Um, yeah. But there's been a few times where um, I've actually mistaken others and I felt really, really bad oh yeah and i and i think i may have ruined someone's dinner because i used to have this boss okay and look there's seven point something two billion people in the world right hmm. so from afar i thought it was him so i was really excited because i hadn't seen him for ages oh, i know so awkward so really awkward so i went up to the table and i was like hey i was about to say his name and then i realized oh it's actually not him oh, when i got closer i've done that yeah actually i've done that as well I was in Singapore mm. in Chinatown and I saw this guy. Obviously, there's not yeah. many foreign people in yeah. Chinatown. And I saw this guy and I was like, oh, it looks like my ex's brother. <laughs> and like, I lived with him for three years, so I knew what he looked like. And he was dressed the same. He had a suit on. He had the same glasses, same hairdo. Oh and I was God. like, it's him. Must be him. And then same thing. I went over, oh, day, Ian. How are you going? And then I was like, oh, oh, oh no, oh. it's not Ian. And then he knew it as well, but he played along with it. That's what made it even worse. It was so awkward. And so he just went, went, hey, yeah, I haven't seen you in ages. What's going on? Yeah. And that's hilarious. It was just we just had this like awkward small talk, and I was a little bit drunk as well. We've been drinking those like big long neck tiger beer things. Oh, they're huge, those long yeah. necks, yeah. And anyway, it wasn't him. Embarrassing. That is really embarrassing. Like I've done it so many times, like especially from behind, because I think you know yeah. I usually know my friends pretty well from behind their haircut, the way they walk, yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty confident. Like oh, at this time we're gonna meet here, so yeah. I would walk up to them and well I don't hug them or anything, but I would go hey, smack them on the back. Yeah, exactly. And then I realized oh crap, it's somebody else. Oh no, pull back. <laughs> I know. And this is how I think I may have accidentally picked up a guy on the way walking to work. Oh yeah. The other week, so I was I think I was just like. Looking at some of these guys, oh yeah, that looks like, what's his face? And so I smiled at him and then I realized, oh, wait a second, that's not him. So this guy came over to me. Oh, wow. Me. I know, he's so brave. He yeah. stopped me and he goes, hi, you were just smiling at me. And I was just wondering, you know, is there something wrong with you or do you actually? <laughs> <laughs> just checking if you've got some sort of like disability. Yeah, because he's like, well, you're not like, you know, uh, listen to your... <laughs> You don't have your earphones so on. So there's no external stimulus. It's pure just creepy, stalking, awkward smile from across the street. But I thought he was my friend and then I realized it wasn't. And then so we had this oh, awkward man. conversation. And then I was like, oh. One How do you finish a conversation like that? Well, uh, he was, he got too close to me. So I said, 1.5 meters, 1.5 meters. <laughs> oh, oh, no. He probably thought you were a bit special. I think he probably did after that. <laughs> Especially if I was repeating 1.5 meters several times. But there is, there is a good valuable lesson that comes out of that 
Yeah. You know, you like if you have a good expression on your face and you're happy, <laughs> people will come up and talk to you. You exactly. know, exactly, and call you a little bit crazy as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By accident. Um, have you had any other incidents? Um, um, occasionally, I get mistaken for Fat Chandler. <laughs> you like that one, do yeah. you? You do look a bit like Chandler. <laughs> I, like... I used to work for an advertising agency, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. A few people have said that, but it's just this thing I just can't shake. I, I when I was younger, in my teens, twenties, I got called Gong Li. The Chinese Golly, actress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see that. It, it's a little bit of resemblance, but not a lot anymore. Yeah. 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably fat Gong Li now. <laughs> Everybody goes through stages. <laughs> I know. And uh, I'll tell you another funny reason. Um, I was exiting out of a country uh, with my passport. Yep. And do you know what happened at the immigration uh, exit? Well, they thought you had a fake passport. I think they probably did because they, they looked at me and go, <clears throat> is this the real Madam Chen? Really? They actually asked that question. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. That's yeah. me. That's Can my passport. That's my... Yeah. yeah. You might have heard me from such podcasters. <laughs> Captain Bagrat. Bagrat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Wow, that's cool. All right, so talking about mistaken identity and now moving on to, you know, secret Asians, Asian-ish. What's the password? Captain Bagrat. Come in. Yeah. I thought I'd quiz you on this lovely lady. Oh, I feel so much pressure. I know, I know. I hope you get her. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know what to do with you. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I was born in Hawaii in 1979 with the surname Quigley. I am also part Polish, Irish, and Vietnamese. Wow. That's an interesting mix. Yeah. Born in Hawaii. Yeah. Part Polish, Irish, and Vietnamese. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not a sumo wrestler. No, because I was just thinking, like, maybe there's a transition here between, like, one of the earlier stories and what... Okay. All right, next one. Okay. She's definitely not a sumo wrestler with this one. Okay. Okay. I won the title Best Body Senior Year and won an athletics scholarship with the intention to study veterinary science. Wow. Smart and looks. And a body. Yeah. So it's not... Um... <laughs> it's not Elle McPherson. It's not the body. Because <laughs> she, she wasn't born in Hawaii. Well, she could have been. She could have been. No, it's no, not Elle McPherson. It's not Elle McPherson. Okay. All right. Another one? Yeah. Okay. Instead, I began to model in Tokyo at the age of 17, and then I went to Taiwan and finally landed in Hong Kong where I had my break. Jackie Chan saw me as a potential action star and took me under his wing for intensive martial arts training. Right. Who could it be? So she was born in Hawaii, but she must have lived in Japan then. A little bit, yeah. And, yeah. But then uh, right. she settled in Hong Kong and ha hung on with Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Okay. All right. You're not making this very easy. Okay, okay. Okay. Now, back to my old roots, intention to study vet science. At one point, I had eight rescue dogs living in my LA, I call it Lonely Angeles home. Yeah. <laughs> and I am an outspoken animal rights activist. Okay. And vegan. Yeah, don't in um in the US don't you get like some sort of special pension thing if you have a an animal? Like say you're homeless and you're begging on the street. Mm. I think they get a an allowance. Like if they have a dog or a cat or something like that, they she's get an extra. She's definitely not begging in the street. She's she's very well known. <laughs> right, but she had eight rescue dogs. Cuz she just loves okay. animals. Okay, fair enough. Still nothing? Uh, this animal animal wait. lover? Yeah. Okay. You're baffled. Okay, okay. Last one. Come on. You should be able to get this. Yeah. 
Okay, so Mission Impossible 3 gave me my Hollywood break back in the US in 2006. So now she's gone back to US. Yeah. Okay, then in yeah. 2010, I was described as the first Asian American series lead in an American TV series since 1951. The TV series was called Nikita, based off the French film of the same name, Nikita. Um, was this lady, was she in... Um she was in Miss. I've got the name. I've got her face. Okay, she's in Mission Impossible. Three, yes. Three. She's been in a few other as well. Oh man, um, was she, was she in? Uh, oh god. Her surname is Quigley. So it's something. Something Q, right? Yes. Yeah. Is it? Um. Is it Maggie Q? Yes, it is Maggie oh, Q. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, she's so beautiful. What, um, and talented, obviously. Wasn't she in that thing with Bruce Willis? Die Hard. Yes. Die Hard. Yes. Die Hard 3. Die yes. Harder. Yes. Die, die even harder. Die even harder. harder. Times three. Times 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a real deep planning session thing tonight, right? Mm, that's right. So we, can, so we can take this from being like an audio sensory experience to an audio visual experience. Absolutely. And hopefully everyone's going to be watching it because it will be just so hilarious as well. And educational. Yeah, but the best thing is going to have to unveil your true identity, Madam Chan. Oh, and you too, Opa Adam. And, <laughs> and Liam Frapp Daddy. And we've Frapp got Daddy. two other new two co-hosts. Other guests. Yes, yeah. Mayu Moon and yeah. one to be confirmed. <laughs> yes, I like it. Cool. Excellent. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I know. Well, let's go and get the team going. All right. All right. Bag right out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.